So welcome to episode 30 of Racecourse Ramble and I'm very fortunate tonight to have a new co-host with me. Um, so go on, I've, I've given you the setup, I've given you some warning, give us a little bit of an introduction Rob. Uh, so I'm uh, Bob, the friends, Bob Davis. Uh, I I was born in the 70s so I started supporting Wrexham very late 80s really when I first sort of realised what was going on so I was uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, Wrexham Arsenal uh, as a very early memory so Brian Flynn was my first manager Uh, I had uh, had the chance to meet Brian Flynn actually a little side note I was at Preston uh, doing some football scouting a few many years ago and he was uh, he was there and uh, I couldn't I couldn't pluck up the courage to go and speak to him, despite the fact he was still in his own, I was still in my own. Uh, so I've got that regret. Uh, my favourite player uh, of all time, uh, and the reason my Twitter handle has number 30 at the end, is uh, Juan Yagati. Yeah. Uh, the whole story of him coming over with Xabi Alonso and obviously the five goals and the... Uh, Hopefully, I remember all my facts right about when he finally got his injury that ended his career. Did he not uh, terminate his own contract so the money could go back into buying other players? Yeah, Yeah. that was Uh, the word. So that just uh, cemented his legend status in my eyes, really. Uh, So yeah, that's a bit about me and how long I've been supporting the club. Yeah, so Benno was my guy, I guess, you know... um... He was iconic, wasn't he? There's echoes of him in Mullin, I, I see as well. You know, they've just got that, just super tuned into the uh, the Wrexham community, aren't they? Everything we look for in a in a in a player, um, it's sort of how grounded they are, and um, I think that that uh, yeah, I, I understand why you would pick Agate, but uh, Benno was my guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, we've got lots to discuss this week. We've got a couple of games. Obviously, we've uh, we've played Altrincham. Um, we've played Sheffield United last night. Um, so we'll go over that. Uh, there's not much news around because I think everything's been focused on the on the FA Cup. Um, but we'll just catch up with a couple of bits. We'll uh, have a quick look at where who's where at the at the top and bottom of the National League. Uh, obviously, the top really. Thankfully, these days is where we look. Um, more so than down the bottom, but um, we'll have a look round, and then we'll uh, we'll perhaps just look ahead and try and guess who might start in that Weldon game. So I was at Altrincham. We made the trip for the uh, TV, the game that was televised on BT Sport. Um, did you see it? Were you there? Uh, I was uh, watching uh, on BT Sport in the so. comfort of your lounge. Uh, a decent view. <laughs> yeah, and replays and, uh, and uh, the yeah. like, yes. Okay, so, um, I mean, we had an amazing away, away support compared to the FA Trophy game. I think it was nearly double the amount of supporters that managed to get in. Um, it's not a great play. I don't know how it came across on the telly, but it doesn't matter how hard you try, those open terrace sort of stands don't make for a great sort of atmosphere. 
So I don't know whether you could tell that on the telly or not, but being there, you know, people talking, it just it was just never quite got going. Did did you sense that at all, or you can't quite hear all the time? Because yeah, when it's <clears throat> when it's open terrace, you course lose the sound upwards, don't you? Yeah, and it doesn't project on there, and there's always that moment because you can't nobody sings for ninety minutes. There's always that moment in there where somebody shouts at a player. Yeah, at a moment where it's silence, it just feels really awkward. Uh, but yeah, you can see the numbers. Yeah, uh, certainly you can see from that from that perspective, it was uh, decent support. But yeah, it's not always going to come across. project the sound, is it? Yeah, and the uh, I guess the highlight from Altrincham's point of view was uh, I don't know, I don't think that they wouldn't have shown him on the telly. I'm not sure whether they talked about him, but uh, it looked like he was in the uh, in one of their sponsors' boxes. There was a gentleman in, I think it was a green coloured plastic Mac who was sort of winding the Wrexham fans up before the game. And as the game started, I think he was banging on a bin or a, a, a hoarding, uh, trying to get their fans all riled up. He's clearly had a few. Um, but at some point, I think it was when they equalised, he made his way onto the pitch. Did they show that? I, they don't normally show him on BT. They don't. Uh, they cut away normally from streakers and stuff, don't they? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think I saw something. <clears throat> Nah. They, might have, they might have people. referred to him and said there's yeah. an idiot on the pitch or something. Um, but what a weapon he was. Yeah, he had this big, long plastic <laughs> Mac on, came on the pitch, giving it large when they equalised. And then, of course, a couple of minutes later, we uh, we got the winner, um, which was uh, which was hilarious. So when you saw the lineups, what were your thoughts? Because obviously, um, uh, although obviously Wrexham won the game 2-1, it was a bit frantic at the end, um, and I wasn't. I don't think personally I was expecting, for instance, Reese Hall Johnson to be back um, playing. I don't, you know, uh, and obviously it came to light that Fordy's. Uh, I think he's had a he's had a baby, so he was at the birth. Um, well, O'Connell, I, I, O'Connell, I was sort of hoping would start, although there was rumours that he wasn't quite fit. Um, but it was good to get him in. Um, so, what were your thoughts when you sort of were, sat down and saw the lineup? Yeah, I like you. Wasn't expecting all Johnson to be playing, but I, my first thought was was Ford injured. Uh, yeah. I wasn't aware of the, the baby story. Uh, yeah, O'Connell was obviously. I think what, he had two subs appearances recently for Charlton. Yeah, I think so twenty was, minutes it, or so. I think wasn't it? They were saying. Yeah, so I, th- I think you're obviously the, the thoughts are you try and get an hour out of him, and that's just your natural progression, isn't it? Uh, it was. It, it was fairly strong. Other than, uh, other than the right uh, wing back, it would have been as you would expect. I think we all knew Mendy wasn't uh, fully fit for that game, so that was yeah. obviously a natural choice. But you're always waiting to see some kind of rotation in midfield. I think you're all, and it, it's not been a, it's not been coming, has it? So it, it's it shouldn't be a surprise when it's when it's those three. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. We just. We wait. I think he's waiting for Cannon to get up to speed to then be able to do a little bit more with that midfield, isn't he? Um, although um, you know James Jones is uh, is energy, but Cannon really influences the football. So I, I think that's. Uh, I, I think he hinted at that last night. Um, so uh, so yeah. Um, obviously, uh, it took us a while. Uh, it took us till the uh, 60th minute to get a goal. I, I mean, from my point of view, being there, nothing happened in the first half of any note, really. Uh, was there any anything for you in that first half that stood out? It just it was quite passive from from my point of view. Yeah, I think my comment after about 30, 35 minutes was uh, Mrs. Gate said, 
part two. Yes. Uh, just look like that's the way it's going. Uh, Centre forward hit Hume. He yes. had a decent chance when he hit the crossbar. Yeah. Which the lob. Trend, uh, yeah. Again, you could go back to Gateshead. Had a decent one on one. So it wasn't as if they've created nothing and it's nil nil. Yeah. Uh, with a slight threat, but it, it's. Have you seen the stat about we've now got one goal in the last five first halves? First halves, yeah. And it's and those of the opposition still created the odd chance as well. It's not been a complete wind the clock down for forty five minutes, but no. It's yeah. It, it, you're right. Nothing great. From, our, from a Wrexham point of view, we didn't. We didn't start, did we? We were, we were, we were on a come down. It was, you know. Mm. I don't know whether the players were coming down from the the uh, the high of the Sheffield United game, or whether they were nervous about don't want to get injured, don't want to do anything that might affect being picked for Bramall Lane. Um, and it was as if they were just trying to feel their way into the game. Is 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 that's how I would describe it? Uh, and as you say, they did they did a little bit, uh, and the, we were lucky, I guess, with the lob. Um, that uh, that that Hume, Hume did, but um, yeah, just I don't know. I I blinked and that half had gone, and I hadn't felt anything really. Um, and I mean, the people around us were, were it was starting to rain, and the fans around us in that away end were starting to starting to say, "This is this is a bit rubbish." I, I might go early and get the trade home because obviously it was hard to get to the ground because um, of the uh, train strikes and you know the restricted amount of trains. Um, but second half. Obviously, it was a little bit better, um, but it did take a while for Oli Palmer to score that goal. And being there and seeing it, it was a great bit of technique because it, it comes at him fairly quick. He controls it really well, and then obviously strikes it home. I don't you you had better angles of it probably on the telly, um, and maybe you're going to tell me it was lucky or something. But it looked like a really good goal. Yeah, have you seen the replay of it or not? No, not that one. Yeah, it's it's one of those where you. When it's slowed down and slow motion, it looks better. Right. Quite often when you slow it down, it looks like they've got absolute all the time in the world. But you didn't quite appreciate, I don't think, from the angle at first, you didn't appreciate how good his touch was. Yeah. Uh, so obviously he's, he's well, not, not knocked it up as such, but he's controlled it and then side-footed it in, uh, which kind of almost appeared in one motion when you're first watching it. So you appreciated it a little bit more. But, yeah. And I don't know if you... Give him more credit because obviously he's a big tall lad. Yeah. And when, when the big tall lad does it, uh, it looks even sort of more impressive. If Elliot Lee had done it, he wouldn't have had an eyelid. But yeah, uh, I agree. That was the thing that impressed me about Palmer when he first came. His skill set is not that of somebody of his frame. You know, hmm. he will dribble, he will run with the ball, like you're saying there. He's got some good technique, and I think I was expecting it um, a bit more of a. Uh, you know, a, a, an archetypal big man up front. Yeah, because if you were to, if you knock ten long balls up, he's not flicking ten balls on. No, like you would a normal sort of. You bring somebody in six foot five, whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. I agree. Uh, out of these ten balls, he's probably flicking a couple on. But he's actually trying to bring the other eight down. Down, yeah. And often, and often does it. Yeah, he's a much better footballer mm. uh, than you think he is. Um, and I, I think that goal shows. I think that goal highlights that you know the touch and the finish, um, in the blink of an eye. Given the time, the situation that he's at the back stick, you know, um, it was a great finish. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought that was really good. Um, 
I, that's, how do, I don't know whether it comes across. I mean, there's, these, there's this lingering rumour that he's got a hip injury and maybe needs an operation. Um, what were your thoughts watching him on the TV? I think since, do you know what? Did he... He scored again. Was it Gates said he Gates scored? Gates said he got one, yeah, and he looked better in. for the next 10 minutes. He looked, he looked leggy before that game. Yeah. He looked leggy until he'd scored. He put that ball away. And then he just looked different player. Yeah, I agree. Me. And for me, has looked different since he got that goal. It's a bit of a cliche. Goal brings confidence, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But he doesn't look like he's had a hip injury last two games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that I agree. That confidence boost that he got from that goal at Gateshead give him a give him a bit of a bit of a bit of adrenaline and a bit of a, a juice up. Um, it could be, yeah, because be, he had been rotated a couple of times, hadn't he? Yeah, because Dolby uh, had been but, in for the cup ties and stuff. You, you could argue it'd been a maybe a wake up call as well because they could. You, they were pretty yeah. much on easy street, weren't they? Those two, they yeah. were never getting dropped, and maybe it has been a little bit of a few games without a goal. Actually, do you know what? There is someone who could come and do your job. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's so, yeah, that's a good point because obviously Dolby, and then if you think Dolby came in at Coventry and got the first goal, didn't he? So yeah, all of a sudden, like you say, rather than having it come to you and starting every week, all of a sudden his starting bonus is uh, is under threat. So mm. uh, uh, so yeah, um, and then what is it? It's fifteen minutes or so later. Welch Hayes drills one. I think I'm pretty sure it was the only shot they had. Certainly in the second half. Um, it felt like the only shot they got on target, and you, you know, I don't know whether it, I, th- I think it might have gone through somebody's legs. I don't know if you you saw that on the telly again better, um, but it was low down, looked like it was low in the corner, uh, hard to see from where we were because it was right the other end. Um, you know, uh, whether it was a brilliant goal or whether it's something we should have stopped. Uh, it's in the middle. Uh, right, yeah. It was a de- it was a decent effort. Yeah. Uh, I, if it's either gone through legs or through a crowd, yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's certainly something blocking the keeper's view a little bit. So he is a little bit Unsighted. slow down. Yeah. Uh, but it's not one you would expect him to save. He, I wouldn't. He, I wouldn't have him at fault for it. Yeah. But yeah, he did it from the box. He's he's kept it low. He's kept it down. It's a decent effort. Uh, it's not. It's not a worldy, but it's certainly not yeah. a bad effort. My only um, my only thought at the time was it was um, I think we had Luke Young and O'Connor I think had both been booked and I was just I, I think a few minutes before it I'd been thinking I, I wish he'd make a change to one of them just in case somebody needs to make a foul um, mm. uh, and at that point when he hit it and the, it went in I thought oh, I wish somebody else was on that could have gone and you know give him a clattering and just take it a yellow. Um, mm. If they could have got close to him, I don't know which players did try and engage him, or did any, or they maybe they didn't, and maybe they stood off. But um, that was that was my only thought at the time. It's just, oh, I just wish we'd have had another midfielder on with the, we could have taken that booking. Yeah, I think they kind of stood off a little bit. Uh, was it O'Connor that was on on from about the first minute, second minute, or something like that? But, yeah, yeah. So he was on on for a while. Yeah, they kind of stood off, kind of. They've let him shoot because his yeah. people goal side. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those where the likelihood is it's legs. Likelihood is it's a keeper straight in the middle to kind of let him shoot. You know what? Hold your hands up. He's he's found the bottom corner. 
But yeah, well, he was great. He, was, he wasn't far off the edge of the box. I don't think he was probably in. Obviously, he could foul him before he gets there. Yeah. At the at the point he's shooting, I think he's too close to foul. Well, I mean, at that point, there's what ten minutes left, I think. Uh, and my thoughts were, you know, oh, I hate altering them. This <laughs> it was raining, it was drizzling. You know, it was a tea time game. I'm thinking, oh, this is. Typical this, we've come all this way to, to this ground and we're, we're going to come away from here with a draw. But credit to Park, he wasn't having any of that. And obviously, um, Dolby had come on latish on to, um, obviously, he actually was quite brave in the fact that he took McAlinden off, who'd come on to replace Hall Johnson earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so fair plays to McAlinden for uh, being the sacrificial lamb. Um, he seems to be really willing just to be a great squad player, McAlinden. Uh, but Dolby comes on and starts to cause some a little bit of problems. All of a sudden then we've got two really big guys up front. Um, and it was actually his header from, was it a corner or a throw-in? I've forgotten now. It was, a, was it a corner that he got the header and hit the post initially? And then his shot is then, I think it's parried by Byrne. Uh, and then there's a bit of a scramble and who's there but... On his debut, Owen O'Connell to smash it home, and I mean you can't you can't write that, can you? Yeah, I think it was a corner. I think I could picture yeah. an in-swing corner. Yeah. Wins the header, doesn't see it, comes back out, hits it again. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. Oh, we can discuss how we thought O'Connell played. Yeah, but it it's one of those things where right now, whatever we touch, turns to gold. With touch what wood, player touch is. Wood. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's yeah. It, it's not always good decision making. Sometimes there's a load of luck involved, but you brought a player in. He's not even a centre forward. And yeah. on his debut, he scores with three or four minutes to go to win the game. You have these spells where whatever you do and whoever you play is the right decision. And you know what I mean? As you say, you play three up front. Uh, I, thought, I thought, I don't know what really happened to Mullin in the last 10 minutes, but. He got shoved. He got shoved out wide a little bit, but he's. I think his legs had gone a little bit. I don't know if they uh, showed it on the telly, but at one point he went down holding his Achilles. Did they? Did they show that? No, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, uh, he went. He went down and he uh, he was holding his Achilles at one point, and we. I was like, oh no, um, but he managed to again. It was similar to last night. He kind of tried to run it off, and it was obvious. Obviously, was less serious than last night, mm. um, but maybe or maybe it was a warning sign for what we got at the end of last night. Um, but it, it seemed to be a bit lower down. Where he was holding, anyway, seemed to be a bit lower down. Um, sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're right. But, uh, yeah, it, it's when you're looking for who's going to get that goal, whether it's the formation that's, that takes uh, Mullin slightly out of uh, the firing line, because obviously with three of them, they can't all stand through the centre, can they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, say it's if you're... Listed your likely goal scorers at that point. Uh, O'Connell's way down the list, and it's a great start for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, what Parkinson has tended to do when he's gone with that three up top is um, he's played Mullin behind them, hasn't he? Because he is a good mm. footballer, so he'll play. He, he kind of lets him play in that number ten, as I cut, as I sort of a, a call it, um, and. Um, so I guess you know that answers perhaps sometimes where he does go when Dolby and Palmer are together. He'll just go and sit in the hole and just try and dictate it a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, on O'Connell, I thought he looked like a football. He wasn't quite sharp, so some of his passing wasn't great. Um, Parky was having to encourage him to get the ball 
off Howard. He, you know, he, he, you could see it was his first game with a new team and he wasn't fit. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't brilliant and outstanding, um, but he'll be, obviously he'll be much better for getting that 90 minutes under his belt and then having a rest against Sheffield United because obviously he couldn't play. Um, so he'll be, you know, come Saturday, I think he will be feeling and looking a lot better, having a bit of extra training with the lads as well. Um, but he's a, he's a big lad. Um, and he's, you know, he'll win his fair share of headers. He's, he's, he's as big as he looks as big as Tozer, just a bit stockier. Um, but yeah, it was just his fitness and his sharpness were just off, and his passing was a little bit astray to start with. Yeah, it's, it did look like he got caught out. I think it was just, it was, I don't know if it was decision making, uh, but it just felt like somebody nicked just ahead of him. It was yeah. just like he's gone, he's gone fraction too late. Uh, I was, I was, I actually thought he looked like he was trying to play football. Uh, he did look like he was trying to roll it into the midfielders. He was rolling it into people's feet who had people on him. Yeah, that's... Uh, which you might think, oh, actually, uh, that was a bad decision. But it, it looked like he had confidence in who people is passing it to. Probably because he's played at a better level. So yes. he's used to his midfielders taking the ball under pressure. Yeah. Uh, which we want to see. If, you, if you're going to play free at the back, uh, you've got to... Full uh, centre back to comfortable on the ball. Yeah, uh, I think he fits the bill in that regard. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought. As I say, for a first game, I thought he did really, really well. Um, but but as I said, it was just like when I say sharpness, that's exactly what I, what what you've said is what I would describe. You know, he just wasn't quite. He was six inches away a couple of times from just you know the difference between being caught out and being mm. comfortable receiving the ball and then laying it off. Um, so yeah. Who who stood out for you as sort of man of the match? Was there anybody that you thought was you know? It's easy to give it to O'Connell being the new guy and you know and scoring the goal, but was there was there anybody else for you? Do, do you know who the TV give it to? Was that of interest? I, I well I I I think I saw a picture of Elliot Lee with a check. So did they give it uh, to him? Yeah, they give it to him, and I, I was a bit I was slightly surprised because while well, he had a good game. I didn't feel like he quite influenced it as normal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't give it Palmer myself. Okay. Uh, he looked a threat. He held the ball up well. He got his goal, a crucial yeah. goal at nil-nil. Uh, on a game where nobody really stood out for you. Yeah. Stood out. I, I would have given it Palmer was the difference. I thought just in those moments. Yeah, I think I think Elliot Lee was uh, was threatening in and around the box. Um, I seem to remember a lot of times where he was causing problems, but just in that in that sort of penalty box area, um, and he didn't do so much of his work that he, which he does if you watch him, he does a lot of work in wide channels deeper around the halfway line and stuff. He'll come and pick up the ball and start to influence from there, um, and I don't think perhaps that's what he wasn't doing so much, um, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that they gave it to Lee. I'm not surprised that like like you say Palmer. Um, because uh, you know that certainly you know you you know how hard he works. He doesn't stop running the lad, does he? Um, and when you add that goal in as well, and the way he took it, uh, I think that was a that was a fair shout. So yeah, Lee, had a, Lee had a decent game. He was yeah, he was I know what you mean. Seven out of ten mark, uh, where a lot of them would have been. Uh, but yeah, I was slightly raising eyebrow. And I don't know if that's because. Lee's always got that moment of magic in Annie where he just yeah. gets you off your feet. There's always a little bit where he, he takes a mickey out of at least one player. Yes. 
Meg's uh, normally, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it's just something that where you just it gets you off your feet and you think, yeah, he shouldn't be with us. Yeah. But perhaps didn't have that moment. Yeah. In yeah. So overall, it was just, you know, we're we're in that type part of the season now where um, for the next month, if I'm honest, I don't care how we win, we just have to win. And I think this is the strength of this team. Um, it's, I've always said it, it is a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thug, it's almost like a thugs league. This you have to be big, strong, go to away grounds, get a win, grind it out, and go home. Um, and I think that was a perfect example of it yesterday. I think we're built for that type of we're built for that type of occasion and that type of win. Yeah, we've got play. We've got we've got a fritter brewing, and we've got a big lad up front. That if we need to change gears, we can change gears, and we, we can do it dirty. You know yeah. I mean, if, if if people want to go, if people want to get dragged into the trenches, and this is how you want to play, and you want to take us on with uh, a bit of brute force, well, I think we can stand up to that. Yeah, yeah, no, so good. So I thought that was a unspectacular, tidy win. Glad of the points, and I think what we were really, um, I think when talking to people at the ground, what people were really thinking was, um, let's get to this Sheffield game with no injuries or suspensions, I think was the was the sort of thought, which is um, which was uh, obviously a shame for Reese Hall Johnson. I think he was yeah. meant to have a scan. I haven't seen anything to tell us whether the results of that scan have come back. Um, I don't know. Did they give any indication on the telly? I mean, it looked like a ha- it was, again, it was a hamstring or a calf. Couldn't really tell. No, there's no, it's too early to tell that I've not heard anything uh, concrete in regards to no, that yet. What it was, it's um, yeah, it's it's. You're always worrying if someone's playing the first game back, and because you, you can you can train all you want, but you, you're not you're not going that. You're only sprinting ninety eight percent in training, aren't you? Yeah, and the other thing that the weather was that we've got at the moment is, uh, and I think it was. If you think back to Mendy, Mendy went off at Solihull, didn't he? Was it Solihull? I'm sure it was Solihull that he came back and then went off. And that was the same. It was one of those cold days, and you just, you just, you must, you know, the physios are thinking, oh, today is the day that if you don't do everything right in the warm ups, um, you know, you are going to do a hamstring or a muscle because, you know, um, and that, that was again, that was, it was one of those days. It was, it was, bit, it was just set up for a, a muscle injury of some description. Mm. Um, okay. Anything else to add on that Altrincham performance before we, uh, before we move on? Uh, no. Uh, it was, uh, it was Gateshead Part Two, but without being as comfortable. Yes, which yeah, <laughs> very much so. Um, okay, so let's just dangle a little bit of. There's not much news going around the, unless you've got any secret news that you're going to tell me. Actually, I know some things that are going on, um, um, but I guess there's a couple of things that came out this week which are, which are uh, of interest, um, which I uh, which I made notes of. Um, so. I guess the cop demolition carries on. Every time I see a picture, it gets sadder and sadder. I don't know if you uh, if you agree. It gets flatter and flatter. There's more earth gone, and it looks barer and barer. Yeah, I was I was uh, and I don't think I'd really comprehended how long it would take. But when I saw it, it was twenty four, twenty five season. I think it is that kind of. Oh right, I didn't realise it was that long. It, it, when you're thinking, oh, we're not stand down. When you see the pictures of it gone, yeah, you're thinking, oh, that'll be up die. I know. Back in yeah. the August. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you don't quite appreciate how long it's going to take, do you? 
No, and obviously we've got the floodlights to do in between then as well. They've uh, which they're obviously working on, um, but regularly the the, the club post uh, little um, little updates, just saying the work's carrying on. We're still going. Now we don't know how they're going to pay for this work mm-hmm. uh, because obviously the funding initially was declined, um, and the council keeps saying that they're going to work together and find a way to to move forward. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure at some point we'll wake up and there'll be some announcement on how this is being funded. Um, do you think it's inevitable it'll be named after something? Um, yeah, and I've got. I, it, is it, I think the club should look to do something, whether it's name the stand. Do you mean like a sponsorship type of? Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody paying for it. So yeah. Obviously, um, to bring another sponsor in that just sponsors the stand. It feels inevitable, but I've got no punch or who would it would be or something. Yeah, I, I've I've got I. It's it's entirely possible. I personally don't have a problem with it. It's going to be the race course to me. To be honest, if you called it the Aviation Gin Arena, I don't care. I, honestly, I don't care if it's putting money in. You know, think about where we've been. If you're putting money in the bank, honestly, I don't. If that pays for the stand, I don't. Honestly, I don't care. I'll, it'll still be the race course. It'll still be the cop to me. Uh, and I'm, sh- I'm sure, you know, we've talked about it actually previously on one of the pods recently. And we were of the same opinion. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about it. That'll be interesting because I know some people don't want that. Um, so, what? Which which camp do you sit in? I'm with you. It's it's going to be the race course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put the name on top, but it's it take a it would take a number of years. So eventually, you know what I mean. If you say you named it the uh, Weetabix Arena, yeah, I don't know. I've got that off the top of my head. Uh, There'd be a generation of, you know, I mean, if your kids, yeah, I get it, or people younger than your kids, eventually, twenty, thirty years down the line, when the likes of us have been and gone, uh, then it might lose its racecourse tag, but yeah. certainly not in the in the near future. No, I agree. Um, I, I, yeah, and I appreciate that there are people that uh, that don't want that. But for me, I you can do what you want. It'll be the race course to me. Same as St James's Park is St James's Park. I don't know what it is now, but it was the Sports Direct Arena at one point, wasn't it? When Mike Ashley was there, uh, but even then, I called it St James's Park. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, so the cop's gone, and then we get a little hint. This uh, although we we've had a hint about a, a trip to America already, haven't we? Um, yeah. We're kind of starting to get other plans, other things going on. So I don't know. Did you see the article about the little seven-a-side tournament that's happening in America? Is that the Legends? Yeah. So they've obviously we're yeah. entering a Wrexham Legends team, um, of which I believe I don't know if they've officially announced it, but I believe obviously Paul Rutherford and Mark Carrington are definitely two of the people that have been asked. I think that's come out somehow, um, which is uh, obviously they're trying yeah, to get. I've heard those two. Yeah. Uh, who was the other one I heard? Think about it. If it comes to you, tell me. <laughs> uh, oh, see if it comes to you. See if yeah, it comes to you. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. Uh, but yeah, there was two or three. I know. My first thought was: Is Mark, Mark Carrington still playing somewhere? Uh, I think I think he was. I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether Rutherford, he is now. Rutherford is, isn't he? Rutherford Brothers is at Baller. Yeah, he's at Baller yeah. part time. So they're the, the, the taking players, but not taking the. Uh, Fifty and sixty-year-olds. No, it? yes, it's it's a comp it's a competitive. We've still got legs in us. Yeah, it has to be because this is a thirty-two team tournament. Um, with um, they've announced some sides. Um, 
they've got a, a former um, American women's side, um, some Mexican, I think, sides. Clint, Temp- mm-hmm. De- Clint Dempsey's got an all-star American side going in it. So sounds like a good bit of fun. And the winning team apparently gets about half a million, um, which they said that they'll obviously use that f- towards uh, the work that the club does in the local community. Um, so, you know, that's a, that'll be a good little bit of fun. Um, if people happen to be there, great. But again, it's just it's getting the name out there more than I, I suspect is what they're more interested in, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I've remembered the person's name. Oh, go on. Uh, Sean Pearson. Oh, was it? It was. I think I'd... Uh, although nobody's officially said anything yet, I don't think, have they? But those yeah. are the names that are out there. Yeah, because yeah. he, was, he was another one I thought, he's, I'm sure he's still playing. <laughs> Well, obviously, he left us for his hometown yeah. club of Grimsby, yeah. but I, I think he's moved on. I'm sure he moved on from there because he wasn't playing, I don't think, and they got promoted. So uh, I've, I've got a feeling, I've, I'd have to check, but I've got a feeling he's moved on now. Um, so, um, so yeah, listen, it's, it, again, grow grow the publicity, grow the name, the, the you know, the other sponsorship and the other sort of, you know, other bits will come with it. Um, I know last night I checked after the game and both in america and in this country on twitter Wrexham was trending number one so you know it's bonkers really isn't it when you when you think about it yeah they've been trending which was it the sheffield united game where was it sheffield united game that was the most watched game on espn on the same day that Liverpool and Real Madrid were playing. Yeah, I'd I I I'd heard that on the uh, the day Liverpool Brighton played, we were um, we pulled in more at peak um, than they had. So you know, um, it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, the uh, streaming the from the UK those numbers because they did say they would release them um, at the at, they said at the end of January, but. You know, it does just goes to show how far we've little old Wrexham now is, you know, trending on social media as number one. We're playing in tournaments in America. Um, I don't know if you saw the TV list for the countries that were showing that match live last night. It was, <laughs> yeah. I was, it was, it was bonkers. It was, um, that was the word I was thinking when I was, I was driving to the game uh, and I went, actually went with a, a lad who isn't a Wrexham fan. So I took great pleasure in listing all the countries as he was driving, <laughs> saying, uh, just in case you want to watch it in uh, Bali, this is where yes, you need. If yeah. you want to watch it in Indonesia, this is yeah. a channel you'll need. It was, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was quite a thing. Um, and then let's give the women a shout out, because obviously we do have a ladies team that is striving mm-hmm. to improve and is, um, you know, uh, they're, they're obviously going to put an application into uh, uh, to move up levels. Um, so... Uh, they won five nil at the weekend, uh, and inevitably, I don't know if you uh, if you catch much of the uh, the women's, not necessarily watch it, but you're up to date with it. But Rosie Hughes, the centre forward, got another hat trick. I think goal scoring wise, she might even have more goals now than Mullin since they've both been at the club. She scores a tremendous amount of goals. Um, so again, a good good result for them in a league that they're uh, they're doing really well in. That you know the. the it was the Clandidno were the team that pipped them to the league last year. I think it was in the last game, so a bit, little bit of revenge. It never goes, uh, never goes amiss, does it? Yeah, like it's through Twitter updates are obviously quite good at uh, yeah. promoting uh, the lady side of it as well. So I, I can keep up through uh, through that form. Yep, the Wrexham AFC women, I think, is the uh, is the Twitter handle. Telling everyone to listen to me. 
So, before we look uh, around the, uh, the the National League and preview Weldston, we had the small matter of a FA Cup replay at Sheffield United. So you went to that one last night. Give us a give us a taste of the fl- give us a flavour of what it was like. Uh, I was stood uh, when we were attacking the second half uh, next to the corner flag for an away swinging corner. Uh, slightly to the side. Uh, so they were attacking our end first half, as you know. Uh, it was very much, I thought it was rabbit in the headlights for those 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we were really sloppy trying to get the ball out. It was just like, if they get one early, I fear the worst here. Uh, and then after half an hour, I had this sense that they were going to score in the 44th minute because it, it felt like all the hard work had been done. Just to get to half time. Uh, obviously, we rode that storm out, and then second half was chalk and cheese. Uh, so, what we watched the first half, first half was barely, we would, it was, if there was any threat, it was just a long ball and Mullin just pulling something out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then second half, we went at him, played some football, got it wide, ran at him, suddenly didn't like it. They were, they, were, they, they looked good. 20, 30 minutes. It was all those little triangles edge of the box. Yeah. They look far quicker and brighter and smarter than us. Yeah. Uh, and obviously had a series of shots, none of which were actually particularly threatening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, second day was the same as at the, in the first leg. There was long periods of the game where we matched them. Yeah. And I, I think I said to you, I, was, I, was, I still had a bit of hope going into that game because it wasn't just the fact we drew the game, it's the fact that if somebody had turned it on not knowing who was who. Yeah. It, it was there was a lot to there was a lot to like about that first leg performance and it started to show in that second half, didn't it? Yeah, I it's interesting. You said exactly one of the one of the things that I'd written down when I was trying to sort of make some notes to uh, sort of remind myself of uh, key things from the from the game I'd written. Uh, same as game one, we struggled for twenty minutes. Just uh, but there was a slight difference. Obviously, they scored at the start of game one, didn't they? From in the so that obviously put us on the back foot. Um, but yeah, for twenty minutes, we we uh, we were we were trying to solve problems. I think um, they were uh, they were causing issues, and we we were, we were struggling to get all st- struggling to sort of get a hold of them, understand where they were, who was playing where. That meant that we couldn't influence our game, could we? We couldn't impose our game. Um, because it was, uh, you know, it was a, a red hot start from them. I think one of the things interesting, just a slight thing that I, I, I obviously I watched it on the telly this time, um, and on the telly it appeared that our midfield certainly at times played slightly different. We played a flat three rather than playing a a, a two with like an Elliot Lee much further forward. I think we it, it appeared that we were playing a much flatter three, which meant that there was um, when we were under pressure. And when we did clear the ball, we didn't have anybody in midfield to clear, to, you know, a, a shorter pass to midfield. Like you were saying, it was going long all the time and, you know, knocking long balls with the greatest respect to Mullin and Dolby. You know, you've got three big strapping centre-halves and their job is to, to, you know, to win the ball in the air, isn't it? So that we, we caused our own problems from that point of view. Um, but then, as you say, we started to get into, we grew into the game then. Um, and I, I mean... Again, the lineup when you when you saw the lineup, I'm sure you probably heard it on the way. I guess uh, maybe 
before you saw it. What were your thoughts there? Because I, I, Parkinson had hinted he was going to rotate, so we knew there was going to be some rotation. I didn't think there'd be as much as rotation as there was, um, but I quite liked the lineup because I, you know, I love Rob Layton. I like Harry Lennon. Cannon looks like he's going to be really, really good. Uh, and again, Mendy needed the minutes. So, what was your thoughts when you saw that team? Yeah, we were we were pushing our luck in regards to getting there on time. So, yeah. uh, I think the moment we, we were, the moment we got to our seats, we walked out the tunnel. Uh, so, I got the team views in the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trepidation. Was there a bit of like I can't believe he's done this, or what were you? Yeah. I, I... I think it was kind of what I expected. I was pleased with the wing backs, yeah, because that was full strength, and that and that was going to be where we were going to had a possibility to threaten them. So I was pleased at the wing backs. That's a Mendy's great respect yeah. to McFadden. He's a big upgrade, I feel. Yeah, uh, and I didn't particularly. I know it's his first game back, and I didn't particularly think Hall Johnson did great until yeah. he got injured. So Ford's a massive. So it, while we did rest from Altrincham. Yep. We also improved massively in some areas. Yeah. Uh I was played I haven't seen much of Cannon. Uh you might have seen more of him than me. Uh so I was pleased he was playing just from a point of view of get to watch him. Uh yeah, I was I was a little surprised at Lennon. He was the only one I thought. Okay. I wasn't expect I wasn't expecting him to play, I don't feel. I don't know why. Uh he needs games of course, but he O'Connell's must be ahead of him in the pecking order. And so it, I wouldn't have it. I won't be expecting him to play on Saturday, for example. I don't think. Okay, so I'll add. To, I'll, uh, let me touch on a couple of things there. So uh, I was the same as you. I didn't think Lennon was going to play because obviously he's coming back from injury, and he's not had a lot of football. Um, and I thought this wouldn't be a way to throw him in at Sheffield United. Mm. Um, I saw Lennon. I know I'm a big Harry Lennon fan. I thought he was outstanding last season until he got injured, but he obviously has got a terrible injury record. Um, but at last season, he was superb. Um, and I saw him at Altrincham in the FA Trophy game that obviously we went out on penalties, and he looked really rusty. He, what we were talking about O'Connell before was exactly what Lennon was, but Lennon was a little bit further off the pace than what O'Connell was. Um, now, O'Connell was um, not cup-tied as such, um, but because he was, I think it's it's something along the lines of, it was a, it's a new thing, I think, because he was registered in a squad in the previous round, I think he wasn't allowed to play for us in this round. Had we gone through, he would have been allowed to play, ironically. Um, so, uh, so that's why, obviously, O'Connell wasn't in the squad. But in my predicted team... I actually put O'Connor in that position where Lennon was because I didn't think he would play Lennon. Um, I thought that was too big an ask for him. Um, so, I, you know, similar to you, I was surprised. What about Leighton? Were you surprised to see Rob back? Uh, I was, but I was very pleased. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's my follow-up <laughs> question is, is where do you stand now on the, uh, on the goalkeeper situation? I'm a big Leighton fan. Good, uh, yeah. He's... Without having seen every other goalkeeper in the league, I've always assumed he is the best keeper in the league. Yeah. Uh, and I partly feel, obviously, Dibble used to come in for some criticism, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, the, the criticism came because of the big gulf between the two, yes. which was through no fault of either of them. Uh, it's not Dibble's fault that Leighton's such a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, if he's, 
I always feel he's unlucky with his injuries as opposed to being injury prone. Yes. Uh, I personally, because I might be biased because I've known him longer, but I would, I'd start him every yeah. week, I think. So, I, yeah, I think... Um... So the the injury he got was uh, I think they publicly said this now was career it was they thought it was going to end his career that wrist injury, um, uh, and I think they've just been very very careful with bringing him back, haven't they? You know, uh, and he did get a couple. If you remember, they show it in the documentary. He had a couple of concussions as well last year, didn't he? Mm. So um, you know, I think they've been they've been they've been careful bringing him back. Uh, there's been a lot of chat on sort of in the Facebook groups and on I've seen on sort of Twitter today of people saying no that's it now he has to stay in, so I'm the same as you, in, in my opinion I think Linton is a better keeper, um, having seen them both now for a decent a, a long enough period of time I think, however, I don't think now I just don't think now is the time to change him. I don't think you can do that to Mark Howard. I think you have to wait till Mark Howard, obviously, you know, if there is some drop in form or a suspension or a, an injury, I think that's the time then to bring Leighton in. And in the interim period, you, obviously we've got no cup games now, but we can give him some more reserve games and that type of thing. But I think Leighton will eventually win his number one shirt back. Yeah, it's. I did wonder if, if you don't play him Saturday... When do you play him? Because he's not a position you chop and change. So you are waiting for Howard to have a bad run of form. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got, Howard's got enough credit in the bank where if he was to make one howler, that wouldn't be the end of him. Yeah. Because he's performed really well. So if he was to drop the ball in his net, hopefully he doesn't. But if he was, I don't think that would be instant dropping because yeah. I think he's earned the right to have more than one mistake. But you are looking at the only way he plays in that scenario is we've probably lost a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, because well, if we've won the, if we've won the game three two and Howard's had a poor game, you probably still keep him. What do you feel? Do you feel is a risk with Lainton now? He's say he's fully fit. Yeah. And Howard plays for the rest of the year. Yeah. Is there any danger of Lainton leaving? <clears throat> um. Yes, if somebody offers him football, um, he's playing. He's playing football league, absolutely. Yeah, I. Without shadow of a doubt. I, I've, I've seen him for a long time. You know, same as lots of people have seen him for a long time. And I, I was of the opinion. I know lots of other people outside our club don't think this, but I genuinely think he's the best goalkeeper in our league. Um, and he's, he's, he is, he's, he, he improved his kicking a lot because his kicking was a bit erratic. He, he improved that a lot. Um, so yeah, I, th I, I think he could play League Two. He could, or he could, he could just as easily be at Notts County because you know they're desperate for a goalkeeper there. Um, so yes, there is a risk. Um, I know lots of people have been talking about. Well, if we go up, what would you, you know? Do you think it, it's like you can't kind of think about that yet, can you? If we go up. They might retool it completely. They might swap them both. Um, but I, Leighton is good. I think Leighton will see off the competition. I think he will come through eventually. Um, I, there was a point, you know, that lob we were talking about, Hume on, uh, on the Altrincham game. Hmm. When Howard comes rushing out, I, I had visions of him wiping out that Hume, getting a red card. And I thought, this is it. This is where, you know, this is where Leighton's going to have to come in. Um, and this could be his opportunity. Um, but obviously he didn't. Howard held back the ball at the bar. 
he, he doesn't get the he doesn't get sent off. Um, but I I if I I'm confident he will win his spot, um, and that he will show that he is the he is the he is the. But I just don't think you can drop a goalkeeper without a reason. Don't think that's fair. Um, now a lot of people talk about Mark Howard's uh, clean sheets, the amount of clean sheets he's got. And listen, you've got to be you've got to be careful here. A lot of those games he hasn't been tested. He's not had shots to save. You know that keeping clean sheets isn't always just about the goalie, is it? Sometimes it's also about what's in front of you as well. Um, but I'm still confident. I, I he's the better keeper for me. I think he will win it. He'll win it. He'll win it back. I think. Um, that's just my my two penneth worth on it. Um, so, yeah, away fans. I mean, the atmosphere looked electric in there, despite the fact they wouldn't let us bring any uh, instruments. Was it as good as it looked? Because I mean, it sounded brilliant on the telly. Yeah, it was pretty much singing for ninety minutes. It was just what I think. I just remember a three or four minute period. It was in the second half. It was in the second half because they were they were attacking. And it was just at one point you could hear someone shout, get into him. Yeah. And he just thought, nobody's saying, no one's making any noise here. Yeah. How, how have we been able to hear him shouting? And it was a little bit of a shock, but he, I said earlier, you can't sing for 90 minutes. He was just, it was just that bit. And I think that kind of sprung people, certainly in our section. I think it was louder at the top, so we were at the bottom. Right. Uh, that sprung people back into action a little bit and suddenly realized, well, actually, we've stopped singing here for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it was the atmosphere you would expect. Okay, yeah, I, I, like I, Coventry. I, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, there's plenty to sing about, you know what I mean? Because it's nil nil at a championship club, so you're happy. Uh, even at 1-0 down, he didn't say it long to start again. Yeah. Uh, it would have to have got to 4 or 5 nil, I think. Before, yeah, before it... it before people, are, people are pretty realistic. A lot of people, even if they didn't think we were going to win, had gone for the day and gone for the atmosphere. Uh, so I think barring it turning four or five and ugly, it was it was good. Okay, good. Um, so let's just touch on uh, a, a couple of the a couple of the key moments. Um, now I wrote down on my notes very controversially here because I know how much people love him. I wrote uh, and it was interesting because I was actually on Twitter. I'd seen somebody write the complete opposite to what I what I'm about to say, uh, such as the. Uh, the differing opinions on football. The person that I thought struggled really last night um, was Max Cleworth. And the reason I said that was because when you, when you watch that game and we, with the benefit of highlights and replays and stuff, um, they targeted him. They, they tried to put Billy Sharp on him as much as possible, which was quite interesting. Um, he gave away the uh, the ball on the chance that they had the what you know the one where they had the uh, one on one with Leighton and the Mackety pulled it wide that came from Cleworth. First half, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that late on in the first half? I think it was in the last five minutes of the half or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was one of a rare time. It was complete counter attack once. It? it went. Yes. It was it a corner or something like that, and it it felt so frustrating when you're the underdog to get counter attacked. It some, somehow feels cheated almost. Yeah. Why are we why are we getting counterattacked? It should be the other way around. Yeah, so he he gave away the chance there. 
he was one of he was one of a back three that struggled actually on set pieces. We we didn't seem to be winning set pieces and second balls yesterday, um, which would have been the you know Parky would have said you know those are the basics fundamentals. You know, you, you win your headers and you, you sweep up the second the, the second balls, um, and then there was the obvious then error um, for the second goal was it? I think it was the second one then wasn't it where uh, um, Palmer sort of gives the ball away up higher up the pitch. Um, because I think a lot of people would have said, I don't know which, I forget now which player, there was a player standing out wide um, that Palmer should have probably played it out to, but he tried a bit of a glory shot uh, and then the play breaks down and they hit this long ball um, and I don't don't know what happened, whether uh, it got lost in the floodlights for him or what, but Cleworth just doesn't deal with it. I don't know whether it goes under his foot or under his knee. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's kind of caught out, you know, what he should have done is, head the ball away, get go and meet the ball and head it away or take it on a chest. Um, but it could have been that it got caught in the floodlights and he lost the flight of it um, and concedes the goal. Um, so, yeah, I thought thought Max struggled last night. Um, but he will start on Saturday, I have no doubt about mm. that, because, you know, you've this is how you learn and this is how you get better, isn't it? You, you, you make your mistakes, you pick yourself up uh, and then you move on. So, and I, I say, I know, because obviously he's a youngster coming through the club, you get the benefit of the doubt, don't you, um, off, uh, off supporters. Um, but that was, the, that was the one for me, I just thought, and it's a shame, it was, I wrote it was a shame, because obviously, you know, it, it's a youngster. Uh, he needed a bit more help, is what I'd actually said to somebody. Um, he needed some more help off, probably off Tozer, because he's the closest one to him through the game, um, to help him a little bit, but... Uh, did that was that something that stood out to you? Did you not see that? Did you see the opposite and think he was the man of the match? What did you think? Certainly not the opposite. Uh, I think I've got a feeling it was Ford or he's outside of Palmer. Yeah, it could have been. Some, could have been. Some of the Would make the sense, right. but yeah. He looked, I think he just had, obviously Ford was pretty much in front of us. So everyone can see him apart from Palmer. I think Palmer was, he had his head down. He was surrounded by players. He's just trying to get his shot off. Saw he, glory he, as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. In 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 hindsight, I don't think many people see Ford that have got the ball at the feet. Everyone else can see him. Yeah, because the telly but were going I, mad, saying, "Why is he not laying that outside?" Sort of thing. Yeah, it just looked like he had his head down. It was he 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 was going to shoot before Ford had turned up. Yeah. Uh, and I'm interested in the offer when it went up the other end. And this is what you see at the ground. Uh, I watched Palmer's reaction, uh, and he was he was the one that was fuming. Devastated. He was the one. Yeah. He was the one that was a little was angry almost yeah. when it had happened. Obviously, most people are a bit more sympathetic. Uh, in regards to his game, uh, yeah, he had that spell, didn't he? But when he came out, where it was felt that people were targeting him a little bit, uh, that's kind of kind of way. He, and he's got he's got, he's he's like Howard. He's got credit in the bank because of the previous season. Yeah, where he was flawless for many, many games. Uh, I didn't particularly notice he was. It, it was it, it was far too quick for everybody early on. Yes, he just yeah, he just looked like he just looked like he was he was trying to take a half volley on his knee and he couldn't get his knee low enough. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, he just went under his. Whether I think he had his mind on extra time. Yeah, like they, I mean, they would have been tired at that point because obviously, you know, big pitch, big game. Yeah, half time, uh, extra time's looming. He's got his mind yeah. on that. 
ball's coming across. I think I think he almost resigned to extra time. Forgot to watch the ball. I don't know if he's concentration. Well. Uh, and the other thing I, I did watch, obviously, when the final whistle went, the first thing I did was look to see what he was doing in his reaction. Uh, and understandably gutty, trying to put his shirt yeah. on his over his yeah. face. I don't know if it was on camera. Uh, so I was looking to see if anybody went over to him. Yeah. Uh, and Tozer was quite quick to go and console him, as you would expect, nearest yeah. and the big figure in the club. So yeah, I was glad somebody had gone over yeah. pretty quick because, uh, like you, can't imagine in a world he gets dropped for Saturday. No. That no would chance. that would that feel an awful decision. Uh, you've got to get back on the horse, haven't you? Yes, he's, he's absolutely. Had a, he's had a bad game. He needs yeah. he needs he needs the ball coming at him as quick as possible to put his head on it. Yeah. Uh, and he should play out of rights, ability wise anyway. But certainly given the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, there's no way they'll. Uh, we'll touch on the. We'll speculate about the uh, the uh, the next game and the lineup um, in a little bit. But there's no way Lennon will play. I don't think, for instance, because. You know, they're nursing him back, aren't they? I don't think he can play two games in a week, is what it would appear to me. So, I, you know, therefore, O'Connell comes back in, unless we, there's any injuries that we don't know about, of course. Uh, but therefore, O'Connell will will come back in for Lennon um, and Tozer and Clareworth will play, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it feels fairly certain. Uh, obviously, we're ahead of ourselves, but it feels fairly certain that's that three. Yeah. And Lennon is your man as soon as there's an injury or rotation. Yeah. And that way we can avoid Tom O'Connor at centre back. Yeah, no, I, I mean he did brilliant in the first leg. To be fair to O'Connor, but he's better in midfield. I think isn't he? Uh, we really need him in the in that midfield. Um, so yeah, what else? What else in that game sort of stood out for you? Uh, I was impressed with Cannon. Yeah, uh, I know you said well more and more second half really. I've got kicked nearly for thirty minutes, but nobody did. Uh, Egrew and two, I was quite impressed with him. Uh, feels foolish to say Mullen had a good game, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you can almost copy and paste that in. Uh, he looks. To, I know people. Yeah, people say he looks a cha- he's a Division One player playing in conference. Yeah, but he looks a Championship player for the last three or four weeks. Yeah, he, he's he's given their full. He's given their centre backs Coventry and Sheffield United over three lots of ninety minutes. An absolute torrid time. Yeah, uh, he's shown so, his class, hasn't he? Just shown what a player he is. Like he stepped it up. That 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 fire in his belly was has burned brighter on this bigger stage with that opportunity to show the world what he's got. Like, I, I was thinking the other day. Obviously, it's been a while since we've had good players. Good, good players. Who's the last player to be as good as him? Oh, I see. I should I send these? Should I send these questions in advance? <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm, as a, I, I, I would go right back to our days of, uh, you know, I think it's been a while since I've seen a striker as good as him. I would say is Benno for me, but then I, you know, we've had some good strikers, but. For years, we've had strikers that didn't get more than three or four goals, haven't we? And like centre halves were top goal scorers, so um, yeah, we're going back to back to them for me. I wondered about not necessarily a centre forwards, uh, Carlos Edwards. Yeah, okay, as an influential player, all in all, yeah. yeah. In regards to ability wise, I'm yeah. meaning really. 
Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, we had a short spell at our club that carried us for say carried us, which was which was really good for for a while as well. Was Curtis Tilt? Do you remember the centre half? He was yeah. very. Oh yeah, he was really. Yeah, for a, yeah um, he was. Uh, I think he's at Wigan now. He went to Blackpool. Um, he was very good. Um, even from centre half, he would, uh, mm. he could, he could carry and control the game. But anyway, I, I digress. Okay. Yeah, um, we got sidetracked. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Leighton was uh, good. Leighton was up there in man at match as well. They had a lot of efforts, uh, admittedly from distance. He, he essentially was just doing his job for a while. Yeah. And then there was two or three saves uh, that made a difference. And I wouldn't there. Uh, First goal into roof and net. I wouldn't. I know it's near post, but you'll you'll know you'll have more replays than me. It didn't look like you could do anything with it. No, I I'd, I it was interesting actually. Um, two things to say on that. The first thing is, I think a fully fit Rob Leighton maybe when he's just at the top of his game maybe saves one of those goals. Mm. Maybe. Um, that's the that's you know where that's when he was at his full fitness. But I had seen somebody giving him some criticism for the second goal, saying oh it rolled under his hand and he should have. I think he should have stopped it. I thought no, that was just in the corner. That there's no chance you got to stop in that. Um, I think it was was it Billy Sharp who side footed it, it in was, the yeah. side footed it in the corner. Um, so I I thought that was a you know. A nice finish, a nice caressed finish, and I, I wasn't thinking that when I saw it. To be fair to, uh, to be fair to Leighton. Yeah, it's almost <clears throat> when the when the strikers are coming at you like that one on one. You're almost in a penalty shootout scenario. Yeah. Where he's he's got time to pick a corner, but unlike a penalty, you can't guess. <laughs> he can't he can't dive as he shoots. He has to wait to see which corner it's going in. Yeah. Uh, and if he hits it cleanly enough. It shouldn't miss. It 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 goes in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you you. It's interesting you talking about um, just one of the uh, the things that you perhaps weren't so aware of. I'm not probably getting there as late as you did. Um, did the ground seem full when you got there? Because there was lots of fans that didn't seem to make it on time. It was. I had to go and pick the tickets up. Uh, we had we had just had traffic problems getting there, yeah. uh, so I went to pick the tickets up, and when I, so I was picking the tickets up at about seven thirty-five when I first right. walked past the away end, uh, and there was a lot of people outside at that point. Yeah, uh, and then we tried. We went in at about just before seven forty, and it was okay at that point, but there was a lot of people outside. Just got with there. 10, 15 minutes to go, uh, but whether it's for lack of security checks because they weren't particularly efficient uh people got in pretty quickly yeah just obviously i could follow on social media you might not have been able to if you're in the car or driving no. but there was a lot of uh issues it would appear well there were some issues with the uh, pats coaches yesterday so you know we've got drivers who were taking their 40 minute breaks at in the middle of the snake pass at seven o'clock or something, I think, you know, um, drivers who had to go back because there was fans not on the bus. Um, and it would just see, there was a lot of, a lot of anger on Twitter, uh, just before the game, people realizing they were going to be late because of the, uh, um, because of the, I mean, I know it sounded like the traffic in Sheffield was chaos. 
Um, but you would expect, obviously, people to allow for all that, wouldn't you, um, as a as a coach company? So they were getting a lot of flack, uh, poor old Pat's coaches, on social media. Um, and then, obviously, on the way out, you you probably wouldn't might not be aware of this, but it sounds like some of the buses saw some bottles and some stones and some bricks. Um, there's uh, pictures of the dents in the coaches and the people right. talk about the windows getting bottled by Sheffield United fans in balaclavas. Um, and I guess that goes into the... Uh, um, into our friend Mr. Billy Sharp, who uh, scored the <laughs> scored the goal, should have just been a nice day for him. Looking forward to uh, to, to to Tottenham in the next round, but instead de- decided to double down and talk about something that was totally irrelevant. I don't know if you saw the interview, um, but talk about something that was not even relevant. If he'd have spent one minute of research, uh, you know, uh, and just put himself across as a complete and utter nugget. Yeah, I got uh, a couple of messages on group chats uh, saying along the lines of Billy Sharp is a knob. And obviously, yes. yeah. <laughs> that was a nice way of putting it, I think. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, but then obviously, it didn't. Uh, somebody sent me a link yeah. uh, to the Twitter interview, uh, to the interview that was on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it was a strange one. Because uh, during the game, actually, my mates. Googled Billy Sharp and said, Do you know how old Billy Sharp is? It's obviously been around a while, so yeah. I know he's 37. Uh, and then it struck me at 37, you should know better. Yeah, you'd think it, so, it wouldn't was, you? It was a little, it was it was just embarrassing, really. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, I whether, mean, whether it... something's happened in his head. And then I heard Toza's ads in there, comments, Santi saying, uh, Sheffield United players were shouting, put that in your documentary during the game when things yeah. were happening and stuff. And Childish, thinking, really, isn't it? Immature. It, it's, yeah. It's not even... It, we can all wind players up during games and we all can say little bits and bobs that might try and pop people off the game. But put that in your documentary is not affecting anybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not clever, it's not witty, and it's not even, it's not even cutting. I don't, no. I don't know what it is. No, no. So, I mean, despite our best efforts, uh, they obviously scored a third to make it 3-1. Um, I've got, I mean, I don't think anybody would begrudge Paul Mullin a penalty miss. Um, I think, he's, like you were taking before, he's got plenty of credit in the bank, hasn't he? Um, and uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't think he was. He shouldn't lose too much sleep over that, because um, I think the vast majority of fans, that game kind of went how we hoped it would go in the fact that it was kind of glorious failure, um, uh, and we didn't want injuries, suspensions, and that type of thing, and some glorious failure. So that I think everybody secretly um, was obviously. I guess people would have liked a Tottenham game, but ultimately the league is where our focus is. So um, you know that little bit of little bit of. We got caught out at the end, really, didn't we, on that third goal in the the count this sort of counter attack, uh, and some clever passing, uh, and some tired legs and some tired minds, and obviously Sanderberg just got to a nice easy finish. Um, so I I'd predicted three nil. I don't know what you'd thought before the game, but I'd predicted three nil. So um, I wasn't a million miles off. Yeah, I, I said I, I I went there with a bit of hope. I, I I thought we could match them, and I I wasn't disappointed at all. No. Uh, I, I went there hoping stops as long as we don't as long as we don't lose four or five nil, which yeah. I wasn't expecting to lose four no. or five nil any stretch of imagination. Uh, I was I was almost a little shocked 
how how one-sided it was for 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of corners. It felt it felt like they had a corner every two minutes. And bearing in mind he scored from two of them the week yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, we didn't look great on the corners, but they didn't score from any. So yeah. that was a that was a bit of a positive. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't upset. There, there was a lot of worse ways to lose that football match, and losing an extra time was one of the worst ways. <laughs> yeah, and we we, we 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 dodged that bullet. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that at that point it was going. I was thinking, oh, to be honest, we don't need extra time. Um, you know. Because you know what, what the the sort of the, the cramp sets in in it doesn't it in extra time and there's players going down and that you know uh, other players helping them with the cramps and stuff so so yeah I was thinking the same and I think the overwhelming on my Twitter timeline for instance the overwhelming thought was you know people were immensely proud of the performance uh, and of the team. Um, and I think it sounded like the uh, away end was bouncing still at the end, um, you know, because it can if you if you lose a game normally it can be quite negative, can't it? But it sounded again yeah. like they were, you know, they were well applauded off at the end. Yeah, a lot of people. Obviously, we were in a car, so uh, a lot of people had to wait for buses. We left uh, after the full time whistle, uh, but pretty much straight after the full time whistle. That's why I don't know anything about the uh, buses. Uh, so we got away pretty well. Uh, but yeah, when we left after the full-time whistle, we were like the first ones gone. Everyone was still there. There was no hint of people trying to leave at all. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. They were there. So I don't know how long they stopped. Uh, but nobody looked like they were moving. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from us. Yes. Yeah. No, I think uh, they were soundly... Uh... They were soundly applauded and appreciated the uh, the efforts from that cup run because, uh, you know, back from those days, back all the way back to Blythe Spartans, all the way to there, um, you know, it's been a it's been a nice cup run, and they'd have made some nice money from that as well, which obviously helps, you know. Um, I don't know what the gate receipts were would have been, but there would have been fifty to sixty seventy thousand there, uh, in in terms of uh, amounts of money for them in gate receipts and the TV money, so. Um, you know that all helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it's twenty thousand attendance on it, and yeah. you split it fifty. You split it fifty-fifty, I think, in the FA Cup. Yeah, so they'd have got a nice chunk of change from that. Um, so good. Anything else then to add? There, are we happy with that? Have we covered it? A three-one loss didn't disgrace ourselves at all. At times in that, we looked the better side. Um, I think we've started to. I think it gave us a nice indicator of the team. That we've put together that if we can get into the football league where the football is just a little bit better this team's going to be able to compete yeah we're, we're we can play football the right way i yeah. think we, we can we can shake we, i think we've got gears in regards to yeah the center back can knock it around we can go wide with the wing backs if required uh it, it can go along it can go go direct what, what i've always noticed or i certainly noticed it with mendy uh Yes, we've got throw-ins. We know we've got throw-ins. Yeah. Everyone knows we've got throw-ins. But they're not played for. The number of times Mendy's down that touch, because it's the side we were looking down. Yeah. The number of times that you think, just drill that into his shins. Yeah, get it off. off bounce it yeah. off him. But we, he, he doesn't. If caught inside, he might play it back, or he tries to beat his man and whip it in. Yeah. And in fairness, you think, hey, if it's a throw-in, great, we'll have one. Yeah. But it, it's kind of pleasing we don't, 
playthrough. Yes, we're not over. We're not re- we're not reliant on just the th- the long throw mm. as such. It's just an extra weapon, isn't it? Yeah, I say it's a, a part of you as, as a fan is thinking, "Oh, just drill it into his shins." Yeah. <laughs> but I think the other thing, just to finish off on that, um, I think that big it was a big pitch Sheffield United. So, mm. and even though Tozer had long runs. You know, if he had that much run at the race course, he could probably nearly throw it to the other side of the pitch. Whereas there, because it's a bigger pitch, it was coming up five to ten yards shorter than uh, than he would normally. Um, so we had to adapt a little bit and uh, try and utilize the flick on more than uh, than normal. Um, yeah, he's got two trajectories, hasn't he? Yes, one that fl- goes up and one and one that's drilled low. Yeah, uh, and obviously the drilled low one is the I would say more difficult to defend. Yeah, he did look. He, I think he threw one in the first half. I thought that's got nowhere near that. Uh, it's almost like he takes a bit of warming up because it must have been nearly the fortieth minute before he had a throw in. Yeah. And I think it was the same the other week because it gates said he was at the fortieth minute before he had a throw in in their half. And I don't know if he just takes. And you always see him doing it. He does have a stretch, his, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, he does those stretches. So I don't know if he needs two <laughs> off road, three throws to get it going. <laughs> yeah, no, but. Um... Yeah, overall, really pleased. And we've just got to hope now that Mull's injury isn't anything serious. Because when he went down for the second time, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to be signing a striker this week. Did you see his reaction when he got taken off? Was that shown? Yeah, yeah. So um, he he talked himself back onto the pitch. Mm. Uh, um, but when Parky was trying to sort of tell him that, no, you know, that's enough. Because it was about the 70th minute-ish, was it? Um I'm just having a look here. So Bickerstaff come on in 82. So about the 75th minute that he went down the first time. Yeah. And he was kind of, when Parky was going, no, I'm going to pull you now, Paul. He was kind of, you know, looking up at the sky. You know, you could see he looked, but he was constantly going, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, But then obviously, then when he went down again, uh, that was it then, wasn't it? There was no way. Did did he show his reaction when his number went up though? Um, his, rea- his reaction, he was fuming when his number, when he looked over and saw his ah, number. Ah, right. He, he was, he, he gestured and he was, he was disappointed and he was not, maybe not surprised, but he was gutted he was coming off. And at that point, I thought, he's all right. Uh, because he obviously, as he said, he tried to talk his way back on and he had yeah. gone back on. And yeah. then when he'd gone back on, Parky's gone, right, let's get him off. Yeah. <laughs> but when, he, when, when his number come up, yeah. he, I wouldn't say he took it badly. Yes, but he definitely disappointed. He was definitely <laughs> disappointed to be walking off that pitch. Yeah, he probably wanted to score the winner, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but he's a top goal scorer, I think, in that competition at the moment. So you never know; he might he might still get something from that, depending on how many goals other people score. Um, yeah, he was already leading before that game, wasn't he? So he, yeah, he must be at least two. Is a bad from Man City is quite good. He might get. Some. <laughs> So before we look ahead to the weekend, we'll just have... Obviously, there was some National League action this week. Um, Even while we were playing, there was some National League action. So we'll just have a quick look in and around the sort of table. Um, So if we start at the sort of top, Notts County obviously remain top. They've played 30 games, got 71 points. So uh, they beat Torquay um, at the weekend, I think that was, um, in a game that actually could have gone either way. But the interesting thing from our point of view 
is that uh, Saturday night, 20 past five on the telly, they've got their clash with Chesterfield. So that's going to be very interesting, especially given that, you know, Ruben Rodriguez was sent off for them. So he's their sort of very, he's their Elliot Lee type of really mm. creative player that many think is their best player. Lots of people think he's the best player in the league. So they're going to have a real battle there because Chesterfield, who've now fallen to fifth, are going to have to pull something out there, aren't they? Otherwise, they are out of the title race. You might have said they were anyway, but they're definitely out of it then. Yeah, that's personally. Yeah. I, I thought get... they were out before they lost on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I get not... that. They might be playing them at a good time now. They've lost three out of three, haven't they, is it? Yes, Chesterfield uh, have lost did... three in a row. Did you see the second yellow card, Rodriguez? No, I, in, in fact, I did put the highlights on to see it. I don't know whether I put talk. I think it was Torquay's highlights, but they didn't show it. But it, it was something to do with stopping a ball running too far, ball... wasn't it? No, the ball's about to go out of play for a goal kick. I think it's a goal kick anyway, but the ball's going behind the goal. Uh, not near the goal, but towards yeah. the corner flag. Uh, and he puts his hand on it before the ball's gone out of play. Yeah, He's not trying to... He's, I think he just thinks it's gone out. It yeah. doesn't look like he's trying to gain an advantage. He's not trying to do anything. It's really soft. Yeah. Uh, and a, a ref with... Common I'd sense. Fair to say, a ref with common sense just goes, don't do that again, mate. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he's, done him for, he's done him for deliberate handball. It's, Technically, it was deliberate. He's not trying to gain it. I don't think he's trying There's to... No advantage to, to it, do it. Yeah. He's not, trying to, he's not trying to knock it into his own path. It's, it, it's, it, must be, it's, it must be half over the line, half yeah. off the line. And it's, yeah, it, for that to happen and the next game, Chesterfield, that, it's great, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> if, I mean, it's great for us. If they lo- if Notts County lose that game, they'll be furious about that decision. Mm. I mean, there's nothing to say that he would have been the difference maker, but, you know, you want your best players on the pitch, don't you? Yeah, as I say, they're looking terrible for Chesterfield. Yeah, so we'll come on to Chesterfield in a second. We'll work our way down. So, obviously, we've played two games less. We've got 28, we've played 28, and we've scored, uh, we've got 68 points. Um, obviously, our last league game was the Altrincham game, um, and we uh, we will talk about Weldston in a minute. Um, but obviously, we're going we're playing at home against a team who's in tenth place, uh, and we don't normally suffer at home too much. So, the, one of the surprise packages for me are Woking. So, Woking are in third; they've crept up to third. Um, they've played twenty nine, got fifty six points. Uh, their next game is at Boreham Wood, so that's a a, a promotion, big promotion clash, mm. and I've got a. F- we've got what have we got? Woking there. I think Woking are playing yeah. a few. T- we, night. We've got Woking. I think they're playing Notts County or Chesterfield as well in an upcoming game. Um, so they're gonna, you know, what happens at Woking is going to influence a lot because they're playing everybody coming up. Um, down to fourth, which is Barnet, another surprise package. They've got fifty three points. They won again uh, at Halifax, and they play Notts County. Um, on the 14th, so uh, in a week or so's time. Um, so again, Barnet, interesting uh, because uh, they're the team that stuffed Chesterfield 3 0 about a week or so ago. Um, they've got Nicky Gabamba up front, the centre forward, who's scoring for fun, and he's been linked with Chesterfield. So it looks like Chesterfield are still trying to do that deal. So that'll be interesting to see whether they manage to get hold of him. Um, Chesterfield in fifth. So they've still got a few games to catch up. Um, so they've got 27 games they've played. They're on 52 points. Um, but obviously lost three on the bounce. 
and then play Notts County. So, I mean, that's great for us. I don't know um, if, you, like, by the time the game finishes, whether you can make it home to sort of watch that game. You'll certainly see some of it, won't you? Uh, probably not. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, you're not allowed to change uh, sports on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, gosh, I'm, going, I, I'm going to uh, Murrayfield on Saturday. Ah, right, so you'll and see the rugby. Watch, uh, Scotland versus Wales. Right. Uh, so be travelling back. Well, the game kicks off at quarter to five. So that clashes it. So I think I'll be able to keep in contact with the second half as we come yeah. out. But yeah, yeah okay. it's uh, bad timing in that regard. It's a good one, though. So I'm just hoping for red cards injuries <laughs> just anything anything any sorts of kerfuffle um and i think I'd, if it's a draw i'd be happy yeah I'm, I'm, i've lost a bit of confidence in chesterfields can win that i did think just a few weeks ago i'd have had chesterfield winning it but yeah I'd, I'd take a draw now and and it, the draw isn't to stop chesterfield it's just because anything but a Notts county win will do me i think yeah i'd say a i'd say like you were saying before about chesterfield kind of being out of it a Chesterfield win would probably be my priority now. Um, a draw being the second best result. Uh, I think we can afford for Chesterfield to win that game because um, we're that far ahead of them. But, you know, famous last words, that in it. Um, uh, Southend and Boreham would take up the the uh, the next two spaces in the, uh, in the playoff race. Um, but, like, these teams are on 44 and 42 points respectively. You know, we're on 68, County are on 71. It's light years difference isn't it mm. uh, it's crazy how far ahead and then we'll just touch quickly on the on the bottom four uh, maidstone sit at the bottom they've got one point from five games they unfortunately um they're looking looking like sitting ducks with scunthorpe got 23 points from 30 games uh, then torquay um who are uh, who've been there or thereabouts most of the season uh, Gateshead take up the last relegation place, but sadly, I've got—I was saying last week—I've got a soft spot for Dorking. Quite like their setup and um, you know some of their documentary stuff that they do, but they're dropping like a stone. They've dropped from mid-table to being—they could be in the relegation zone at the end of the next, at the end of their next games, uh, and they're away. They're away at Bromley, who are sitting just outside the promotion uh, zone. So uh, I, I, I fear for Dorking a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the teams that make up the uh, the bottom four. Um, and then there's the the almighty scrap in mid table with teams like Solly Hull who've not not been in great form, and Dagenham and Redbridge who were flying a little bit and have fallen off. So um, yeah, scrap in the middle. Um, but it's to Wellston we go. It's well, it's home to Wellston mm. um, for us next. Um, team wise, what do you what what do you think Parky's going to do? Any change? He's going to make some change. He's going to rotate it and give some rest. Um, I'm sure, you know, I guess Leighton and Lennon, Cannon are probably the obvious three that will be potentially changed, taken out. Yeah, I think, uh, I think granted the fullbacks are fit. Yeah. You'd play them. Uh, Tom O'Connor comes straight back into midfield, doesn't he? Yeah, instead of uh, Cannon. <clears throat> I'm waiting for uh, Luke Young to be rested. Yeah, okay. And that's not because I want him to be rested. No. I, I can't believe that the amount of effort he puts into a game. Yeah, I understand. Hasn't yet, take, hasn't yet taken its toll. Uh, <clears throat> boy, it, it doesn't look like 
getting rested and he doesn't look like he needs it probably feels like Elliot Lee will come in yeah so uh Jamie Jones would like to miss out didn't he I think it'll be back to the normal three I think okay. it'll be Luke Young O'Connor and Elliot O'Connor and Elliot Lee uh yeah, I understand what you're saying. Obviously, the only time he rested him that I can remember now, thought my head, was the Chesterfield game, which obviously went really badly. There was a mm. real mystery around that, if you remember, that there was no... We never understood why he wasn't involved that day. Um, and uh, and obviously, we were played off the park away at Chesterfield in the second or third game of the season, whatever it was. <laughs> and since then, he's played every minute, I think, Luke Young. Um, so, yeah, we have got to be a bit smarter about rotation, um, and, you know, given the fact that the quality of what we've got there now, you know, playing certainly in the bottom half of the team to the bottom half of the table, it would be nice to see him rest some people like a Mullin or a Young, because at the end of the last season, we ran out of gas, didn't we? That was the that was the problem. And we don't want to be in that same boat again. Yeah, I think the, the logic might be that a, we don't have those playoff games. He's open. Let's hope. Get it done. <laughs> get it done. Get it done and dusted. Yeah. And uh, as quick as possible. You kind of just wonder where not to count me keeping it relentless. We seem relentless. If they blink first and we put a six point gap in, yeah. Does that break the spirits? Does that break the back? And then I have an area from that because. If a, if a gap ever does develop for either team, yeah, then you, you've got a team just freewheeling into the playoffs, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, th- I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> I think if anybody's going to do it, it'll be us because of the squad size. I think when they... We're playing now Tuesday, Saturday for the next three or four weeks. Mm. I think something's going to happen this month. Somebody is going to fall off a little bit. I think yeah, it suits think us got... with the size of our squad compared to theirs. You know, they've got two out-and-out strikers left at their club. Um, and then they're on about using, you know, <clears throat> uh, Rodriguez or Jody Jones, who's at these sort of, you know, these sort of nice luxury number 10 players. They're on about mm. using them as as, as attackers. Um, they, they just, they lack depth. And I think that might come back to haunt them, whereas we're stacked pretty much in 95% of the squad. <clears throat> yeah, I think, the t- I think the team will be... Uh, what we would have as the first choice eleven, as is, without bearing in mind the injuries that we have. I think you're right. Howard will be back in. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be O'Connell, Clover, Toza. Yeah. Uh, fullbacks the same. Ford the midfield has been playing, and I think Palmer and Mullin. Okay. Uh, would you be Mullin's tempted? On... Would you be tempted to rest Mullin or not? I was trying to think about this the other day. Just given uh, the cramps, just given the fact that we, you know, he's, he's cramped. I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what is our replacement for him. Well, I guess my, in the early cup rounds against Blythe, he played Dolby and Elliot Lee up front. I'm assuming, therefore, if Palmer is fit, that he would perhaps go with Palmer and Dolby, and perhaps you have Mullin on the bench. Yeah, I don't think he's. I think if Mullins not playing, I think Palmer is. Uh, so I think I thought Elliot Lee would be the option. It's yeah. quite. It's a very different option to what they got. I did. Yeah, I half wondered if you're playing at home to a team that might sit deep. Yeah. 
he'd play Dolby and Palmer, and your fullbacks are fullbacks are high up the pitch. Uh, crosses are raining in. Yeah, and you've got two big lads in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I'd probably, I think I'd prefer that. I think I'd probably put Palmer and Dolby together. Yeah, I, think I don't know. I don't know why, but I just worry that you're playing Lee out of position, and if he yeah. suddenly drifted off again to the left, just because of his instincts, as he saw a gap, he's he's too far away from. Yeah, I Palmer. isolated the other forward then. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. I think. I just wonder, I don't know whether it's this week, but it feels to me like at some point we're going to have to start resting uh, moles. And, you know, that would be the, you know, and like you say, against a side that perhaps is going to, you know, a, a deep block, then uh, that might, you know, we might have some success, from set, especially from set pieces with the height, um, because this is a big side now. Um, so... Um, so yeah, I agree. It was just—it was only a query, really, just thinking about that—the fact that he did cramp up and whether he might just go. Mm, let's just give him a week. Yeah. And we're at I home, he... and we're—you know—it's kind of, you know, if it sounds horrible to say this, but if you're a promotion chasing side and you can't beat Welston at home without Mullin, you've got questions about your squad to be answered, haven't you? If you're not good enough to beat them. Yeah, I I, I always thought we meant that. They're... It's like bogey tier. I don't know why I always worry about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think if he turns around and says I'm fit, he plays. He'll play. Yeah, think, I agree. Yeah, because I think once this game's out of the way, then that's the FA Cup done and dusted. It it could still have an effect. It, the only the only game it'll have effect on is on Saturday. The next one, basically. If, yeah. If they don't win. Then somebody or people will turn around and go, "Oh, that was the FA Cup that did that." Yeah. So I think, I think, I think it's full strength, uh, and I think it's three points. Get back into it, and if it needs to be rested on, mind you, on the Tuesday. It's, it's the woking. You see, that's what it's woking at home. So mm-hmm. that that's my thinking. You see, I'm thinking, is now the game? And I say, it's who knows what Parky's thinking, and who knows what Mullin wants to do. But is this the game where you go, right, let's try, let's, you know, we should have enough to beat Weldston um, with what we've got. Let's put him on the bench, bring him off it if we need him, um, because we really, really need him in that Woking game. Yeah. I think my hunch will be it'll be full strength this week, Saturday's Tuesday, and then we'll see where we're at. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an interest. it's going to be interesting problems for Parky to have. Um, shall we say that? And I, you know, I agree. I think, you know, invariably, um, certainly in the league, pretty much that that team is our starting team now, isn't it? Um, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. if we turn up and there is one or two changes. It wouldn't sort of surprise me at all because he would be thinking better to rest them now ahead of that Woking game because uh, you know that's the one that we really, really. That's going to really test us. Out of the next two, that's going to be the one you would you would think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's got to a position where, if I said to you, we're going to play our best eleven, everyone's in agreement what that is. Yeah. That's Barry available. Manning. Yeah. Yeah, out of those available, because Hayden obviously comes straight back in, doesn't he? Yeah. But out of what's available, if he puts out a team that's suggested, everyone knows right, we've gone for it. Okay. 
So will you make it on the uh, uh, Tuesday night? Would you? Will you make it down? Uh, I think it's already sold out, isn't it? It'll be a uh, nation. It'll be a Vanarama streaming. Ah, okay, you'll 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 uh, you'll be on yeah. on the I'll telly. Be, I'll, be that one. I'll be streaming in the working game. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm lucky enough to obviously uh, be able to make most of them. Um, hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's uh, it's, it's so, a little bit of a commute for me. It's, okay. Uh, two hours. Well, two hours fifteen. Yeah. It's easy approximate. Big journey, time. especially for a especially for a school night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeffrey, I've uh, I have been yawning in school today. <laughs> I, I bet there were some tired kids as well, because um, <laughs> there were some young kids there that were there till late, and then some of the buses mm. I don't think got back till one half one. Um, so uh, so yeah, um, so score wise, go on. Let's do some predictions here. So we've got uh, let's go with Wellston first. I'm. I, I, I'm good. I think we'll win. I think we'll win three-one. Yeah, we, we we have a lot of five nils, don't we? Uh, <laughs> that's a brave. That's a brave early call. Uh, I did have. Uh, I was at the Solihull game on Boxing Day. I did have a couple of quid on five nil actually. Right. Uh, so that's a happy story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do I do worry about them. I think it's two 0 Okay, you think it's going to be a I bit tighter I, than the... Yeah. I, I, a bit more awkward. Again, it would not shock me. Nil-nil half-time, two-nil full-time. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll have that sort of... That, that spell of the come-down following all the excitement mm. of the FA Cup game. Um, so I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised for the first 10 minutes if we can't string a pass together. Um, you know, yeah. I'm, they... not, I'm not expecting them to create much in that, in that 45 minutes. No, I understand. Minutes, they might have a... Um, They'll have a chance somewhere, but uh, if it's nil nil at half time, it follows a very familiar pattern, pattern for us, especially. We'll see screaming and shouting on a documentary and then two more enthusiasm, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're a second half team as well. Um, so then we uh, then we have to face up to the the might of third place Woking. Um, again, we're lucky we're at home. I, I, I'm gonna go with a 2 1 win. I that's the, I think that'll be tight. That might be nerve. That might be nerve jangling. I just got to hope our home form will uh, will see us through. What's your gut? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, wouldn't shot me if it was nearly half time. <laughs> uh, I think it'll follow. Uh, I think we'll take the lead. I think they'll equalise. I think it'll be similar to Altrincham. We'll do it later on. Oh. So I, I'm I'm with you two one. Two one. Well, we'll see how we we'll 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 see how we go. Um, Hopefully, ultimately, it doesn't matter. We just want six points, don't we? Let's not argue. As long as we get six points, no injuries and suspensions, we'll be happy. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Come rain or shine, you'll hear a cry 
Someday we will be back in the football league. 